Welcome back to another episode of The Cross Purpose. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host Benjamin. Um I will be joined in a couple of minutes by Michael and Ashok as always. Uh it has been a while. We are painfully aware of that. Um uh, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh first off, uh, for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you may be wondering why the video hasn't started yet. Uh don't worry. It's coming. Uh, due to a number of reasons uh, technical and uh, shall we say editorial how uh, we had to cut out bits of our original recording uh, for this episode so um, i'm here alone in my little bedroom/studio uh, recording a separate intro to give you some context uh, because i will be dropping you right into the middle of a conversation in a little bit uh, and the video will begin at that point Uh, for those of you who are listening to this as audio on Spotify or somewhere else, really you aren't missing out on much by not watching our videos. In fact, I prefer my podcast as audio myself. But uh, we are uploading these as video onto YouTube as well. So if you like that sort of thing, you can find us there by searching for the cross purpose uh, without spaces in between the words the cross purpose on YouTube. Uh, and the links to individual episode videos are actually on our podcast page uh, there's a tiny little youtube icon next to each episode listed there uh, this is of course on our website at thecrosspurpose.com where you will also find our blog containing articles that we have written uh, and put out there um, as a part of our mission uh, to make gospel centered resources Uh, available to the community around us speaking of which if you share our passion for this and want to reach out to us please do we would be delighted to get to know you in fact we were recently at the all india pastors conference aipc uh, it was supposed to be held in hyderabad but was moved online uh, you know on account of the fact that we are all still playing hide and seek with the corona virus Uh, the AIPC is an initiative by a ministry called Equip Indian Churches, uh, a ministry that has a very similar mission to ours. Uh, simply put, to equip Indian churches. And uh, well, we met a lot of people there, uh, people from all over the uh, nation, and we hope to partner with some of them in the future um, for content, books, uh, events, and so on. Uh, yes we are looking into the possibility of publishing a book or two of our own if god wills uh, and speaking of events we have a reformation day event coming up uh, towards the end of this month or perhaps the beginning of next uh, it will be online of course uh, conducted in collaboration with the redemption hill church uh, here in the city uh, that's the church that michael and ashok serve at Uh, so stay tuned to our social media for updates on that event and then we've got the third edition of the unashamed book um, or booklet whichever you prefer coming out this december um, so we are working on that too uh, so forgive us if we aren't very frequent in our podcast releases we've got quite a bit of stuff on our hands apart from our full time jobs as software engineers anyway as i was saying we do love having more people contributing to all these activities so give us a call if you've got something on your mind you can reach out to us on social media we are on facebook instagram and on twitter uh, 
uh, just search for the cross purpose again uh, you can also hit us up via email at the xpurpose at gmail.com the same goes for those of you who have questions or suggestions for us uh, we would love to hear more feedback from those who are listening in all right so moving on to today's episode churches in most places around the world are prohibited from opening up for services these days the same is the case in california uh, in the united states the other side of the world from us here uh, but this hasn't stopped pastor john macarthur uh, quite a famous personality even here in india so grace community church in california uh, of which john macarthur is the pastor Uh, have decided to open up their churches for normal sunday morning uh, worship services and fellowship uh, it started with a mostly empty church and slowly the members began to return to church uh, to enjoy fellowship with each other as always this news has reached us here in india through the magic of social media uh, and there seems to be a divided opinion on whether such a move is right or wrong from the part of the leadership of a church especially in the situation of the coronavirus and its spread uh, so here we are discussing the different sides of that issue and how it relates to us here in india so i think i bottom line i think the problem is people are not thinking categorically mm-hmm. to say that okay just because makatha did that there doesn't mean we need to do it here Yeah. and i don't think makathar is telling anybody to do that either yeah. i think somehow people feel guilty also or worried or concerned because here is a man who's standing up and doing something very boldly and we feel that struggle right so as a church um a, a, a big say goes into um if if i and ashok were to decide that we need to start meeting mm-hmm. that's probably going to start happening one way or another we got to take Uh, a call on that that's going to be pretty and uh, you know but do we or do we not should we or should we not what should we encourage the people and i think the first thing to remember like ashok was saying is um uh, x does not equal y makathe um, is doing it in a particular place a particular region a particular locale he has to decide what's best for his church mm-hmm. and he is uh he has the right to do that with his eldership they have the right to do what they think is best for their people we have to honor that and uh, we have to be willing to say that okay they're taking the best possible decision they can based on their current scenario in their kind of environment uh, and we have to do the same for us so i don't think we need to be too worried into reading into it um and so yeah so that that would be the equation part of it i think we can talk more on the aspect of what what we think about what he is doing where he is yeah uh you know it's, it's it's about discerning what the will of god is discerning among what is good and excellent and uh, how you can serve your uh, people better and yeah, the best what about the what way. about the yeah. um, question of um, so he is not allowed to do it by law or or i assume that's the that's the case um that yeah. he is not allowed to gather according to the law of the place yeah. that he is in so technically he is breaking the law by gathering together um quite the contrary actually uh, gavin news and the governor of the state is actually breaking the law it's unconstitutional what he is doing according to the constitution they're not supposed to have such uh, they are not allowed to impose such laws on the uh, people 
Ah, so, right, okay. That's, so, a different, yeah. <laughs> that's a different discussion. <laughs> so actually, yeah, um, Pastor Doug Wilson makes an excellent case for it. What, do you, what is the law of the law, uh, land? Is, is it the constitution? Is it the penal code? Is it, the, uh, is it what the rulers say then and there? Um, yeah, so there's all sorts of things over there. So, uh, yeah, so there's a discernment that has to be made in that sense as well. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I think, yeah. yeah, I was going to encourage the same thing. Doug Wilson's article is very helpful where he just puts it this way. He says the highest form of law is constitution. So you can have different grades of law, but the established immovable highest form of law is the constitution. As long as you have the constitution. Secular law, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as you have the constitution in the government. So we're, we're definitely talking about governing laws of a nation. Mm-hmm. As long as the constitution safeguards it, they are safe to do what they want. And mm-hmm. their constitution safeguards the uh, freedom of, uh, the liberty of religion. Um, and so the freedom to worship, and so the government cannot by force impose without cause the kind of things that's that's happening there. Um, so, yeah, so that's a debate. So people on one end are saying he's breaking the law because on one end, the government is telling him not to do it. Uh, the courts are probably going to tell him, hey, be careful, don't do this. And he's going to break that. But then the other side would say constitution is the highest form of law. So either way you look at it, something is being broken uh, yeah. and uh, something is being opposed. Um, and uh, yeah, so and I think he's, he's doing that very strongly because he believes. I think the, the base component there is, is the church essential to the life oh, yeah. of the people? Yes, yes. Is the church essential? And John McCarthy is just coming out and saying this is essential. This is not uh, a commodity that you use in in uh, times without risk. This is what you need in the time of risk. You know, at the time of risk, this is what you need. Um, and I agree with that. I, I completely can empathize with that thought. I do believe the church is essential to the life of the Christian, and uh, it cannot fail. Yeah, I think um, that's where the discussion... I don't think the pandemic fails. That's, that's yeah. where the discussion reaches, which is uh, the question of, like, when you yeah. say uh, someone cannot have or or have, have a law that is against the constitution without cause, right? When you when you put that without without proper cause, uh, that becomes, like, subjective and sort of, a, like, different people will say, okay, this is cause enough. If one person dies, that's cause enough, right? So uh, that becomes subjective. So what's the objective stand... Uh, you know, like when we, like, I think that's what we're getting into. Um, when the Bible is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, taken up and you, you look at it and you try to understand, uh, you know, what to do, how, what to make out of these things that's happening. Uh, put in the situation. Yeah. How do you uh, take an objective discussion, I mean, decision, and then, you know, put all the other filters on top of it and then act in your scenario. So objective, I think, so, is what um, you're talking about, what the church is, how it you know, what its place is. So here's something. Uh, Biblical discernment is not just, not simply based on information, but it is also spiritual. It's not either or or. Right? So uh, why am I saying that? So uh, it is not always easy 
to go to us uh, say second corinthians 314 tells me um this or may it it might tell you something i don't know what second corinthians 314 is out of memory i just quoted that just like that but <laughs> yeah but the point being th- there are things that scripture directly addresses then it gives you virtues to work with right and uh, so the when it comes to the second thing that when we have the virtues to work with uh, that would be one place where uh, uh you, you know we good people solid people uh people who know the scripture well people who are prayerful people can actually make mistakes we can even make mistakes in the things that are written down plainly for us but then the more of it would come in the uh, second category of things are you guys hearing a notification sound or is it just me yes we are no we're hearing it too <laughs> okay i don't know how to stop it so just serve as my background music i don't know anyway <clears throat> yeah so getting back to the topic uh, so uh, yeah yeah so if uh, what is the objective uh, i i know i might um, put the tough question on uh, into the in, into my scout but i would say what is the principle behind it here's the thing uh, there is objective right and wrong uh, and you can make mistakes and all of us would make mistake at uh, make mistakes concerning the correct judgment of what is exactly right and exactly wrong at some point in our life uh but objective truth exists because god is a triune god who doesn't change his uh, truth and everything uh, everything about him is constant and consistent and everything about him is objective and we uh, understand law truth uh, logic and everything flows out from his nature and hence truth is always objective uh, it's about how we reach there so when we try to uh, uh, apply virtues again we apply virtues as sinful people right of course the holy spirit helps us and guides us in that but still we are people in flesh until death we'll be people in flesh with sinfulness in us yeah. uh, so yeah so uh, i would say even reaching there um, we can make mistakes and i think there's a degree to which we should allow uh, allow mistakes if that makes sense i should be careful about how i put it i mean <laughs> uh, if that makes sense to you guys yeah 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 i guess i was yeah. i was coming more to the uh, question of you know what is it that makes i don't know if you've discussed this in the podcast before uh, what is it that makes church essential what is it that you know makes it okay or makes it reasonable or makes it right to go against the law of the land for the sake of gathering together with god's people you know that that's uh, what mike yeah. was talking um, about i guess yeah see um, like i always say um, the the word of god the bible is the only source of truth that we have that teaches us anything and everything about christianity every fiber of what christianity is 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 the word of god it yeah. comes from scripture not so we have only one source that we can depend upon and that is god ordained source right so we know that scripture is god breathed and uh, it is the the one source of truth we run to and the holy spirit is at work in the church in the lives of believers to conform them to christ by bringing to our remembrance what jesus has spoken right so so we go back to the bible for everything right we don't go back to common sense we don't go back to rational argumentation we go back to scripture and when we go to scripture what we find is we see absolute truth revealed to us in scripture 
and then based on that truth you there there are a lot of areas where you must apply wisdom and i think that's where ashok is talking about you know freedom to make mistakes <coughs> excuse me so we know there are people who make mistakes we know people made mistakes in the bible we know in church history churches made mistakes people make we make mistakes today um so when we come to a question about objective truth is we always weigh what we know we weigh what we know and we look at the circumstance and that is where we have to apply wisdom the bible tells us do not forsake the gathering of one another the bible tells us that we are to gather together to spur one another towards good deeds jesus command was as i have loved you now you love one another everything about the gospels is about jesus christ coming to establish the church when jesus tells peter uh to you i give the keys to the uh you know to, to the church when you when you think about the church the life of the church jesus says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it now the whole perspective we read so much of the new testament everything about the new testament focuses in on building the church the bride of christ for whom christ returns right so everything in the new testament is uh, revolving around the building of god's church for the glory of his name and that is why the church becomes essential the great commission in matthew 28 19 is about building the church gathering god's people and building the church so everything we see in the new testament throughout church history it is about building the church of christ now the point is when we see those kind of truths where jesus says do not forsake this this is absolutely important in romans in the book of romans we read he also instructs us to obey government authorities and these government authorities even though secular have not been placed there by men or by the enemy it has been placed there by god himself so i think the overarching truth of all these things is that god is sovereign he is the one in control of all things so the pandemic the current circumstance and situation the positions the government has taken in all parts of the world differing positions that they have taken all of it has been ordained by god if we start there then we are not so much thinking about it in a sense where we have to now fight a, a battle on us on our own and and uh, come out the other side victorious we, we're not under that kind of a pressure what we are actually trying to do is go back and ask god by looking into his word lord what are you doing and what is it that you expect as an outcome of this situation clearly you're in control and there is something you expect of us so as a church uh, uh, personally i was sharing with ashok also isaiah 45 is one of those chapters that has really stood out for me where god actually says will you come to me and tell me to do this or do that instead what we are supposed to do is come and ask me about the things concerning my sons the things to come and mm. i will tell you that's that's the instruction god is absolutely in control over all these things that are happening the question is will we look at scripture look at the truth and go back to him and pray and fast and discern 
for our own people what is best what is accurate what is what is established now if we find in a particular scenario that the government is doing something that is opposed to the faith then we must stand for what is true we must stand for what the faith we we cannot deny the faith we cannot deny the truth we cannot deny what god asks us to do to do so will be to go against conscience and to quote martin luther we will say here i stand i can do no other yeah that is where we would be however if we see that no the government is not here persecuting christians they're just trying to help and they're really in a struggle and they're doing this for the best means possible then by all means we all the more yeah. obey yeah right so it's a wisdom call that we must take that the church in christian macarthur is one person who 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 is known to have said uh christians are not revolutionaries yeah we don't start revolts right and he is not trying to start a revolt right so all that he is trying to say is the bible asks us to do something and right now he believes in his land in his place in his state the government is trying to play a political game and that's what he believes and he has good arguments for it we sitting here will not be able to judge that with all certainty right but we see that and there are many people speaking about that so we stand from here and we must be careful what we say and what we don't say as 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 far as i am concerned i love the man's bravery i love the man's resolve to do what is right i want to be like him does not mean i'm going to now open my church because as far as i'm concerned in our state you wouldn't be I like see. him you will be foolish if you do that right yeah i would be extremely like I, him, you should yeah. i'd be extremely foolish if i did that in kerala yeah. because here especially in our in trivandrum we have cases that are rising so rapidly fast the government is trying and the funny thing is uh, our government is not trying to close and shut down everything yeah. they're trying to open everything they're trying yeah. to bring things back to normal they're doing a good job uh, but things are very tight and they're just asking people to be careful and as a church we are more than happy right now to oblige so we're not meeting out of both respect and and agreement that okay we need to really start praying for our city we need to really start praying for our state and we need to really really be careful at this point yeah. and so we don't feel a personal pressure to meet next sunday or or god is displeased because god is in control so just to clarify the more than happy part is not that we are more than happy not to meet in person uh, that's that's not the idea at all oh, every cell in my body wants to meet my brothers and sisters right like everything in me just wants to meet the brothers and sisters again have a proper congregational singing everybody singing and uh, singing together everybody listening to the word together everybody sharing testimonies together with the physical presence um uh, so yeah there just to clarify that there is no replacement of that no so yeah so i think that's something we need to talk about also we talked yeah. about why the church is essential mm -hmm. and we talked somewhat about what is the wisdom of when we oppose a government or when we don't having spoken about that i think we can also talk about but we haven't met for months and this looks like it's going to go for a year and the church is not going to gather for a year what do we do how do we handle that and how do we um what do we do yeah what do we do
Uh, would the host like to answer for once? And <laughs> no, <laughs> you can do what you want. <laughs> That's not what I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. If my pastor asks me, "What should we do?" I, I look at him. What do we do? <laughs> That's how it works. It works out usually for me. Um, here's what we do. Uh, we make use of the provisions and the providence that we are given. So if it says I can meet with five people at most in a public place within the law, I make sure I do meet the five people. But then it isn't done irresponsibly either. So if there are uh, kind of uh, the uh, uh, you know if there are uh, the precautions I have to take, I take the precautions. I'm ca- careful in everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think safe gambles. <laughs> uh, that's all. Sounds like an oxymoron, but yeah. it probably is but uh, yeah if you get the idea so um, what we make the best of the what we can the heart the intent the desire is always always the glory of god if if that's where our heart is set then our actions align accordingly and so is there one answer that can be given this is the way to go perhaps not perhaps uh, brothers and sisters in christ might take different routes towards that uh, but as long as it is biblical as long as it is uh, uh, it is uh, the intent is right uh, you know a bunch of parameters would be added onto that and uh, yeah that is that yes yeah, there I, is I, the, I, I there would, is a software engineer I, I, with all the parameters and the <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i would just think of it also in in the sense that um, ecclesia the word that is used for church in the new testament is a word that literally means it's a greek word that is often used literally means to gather and what specifically not just to gather it is to call people out of their homes to gather out into the square where you would usually have the messenger from the king or from the government who would come and read out an edict you know read out something that uh, uh, that was passed on from the government or so, from the king and so it would essentially be people coming out called out of their homes to come and hear the notice notice the announcement so that is the word that's used for church in the new testament and what that means is we are the called out ones we are the ones that have has been called out and we are called out to gather and it's not just not not just about gathering at a particular time this gathering is more a community right that's how we see the church structure it's a covenant community that has been called out to become a community and dwell with one another as brothers and sisters in christ under a banner right so and and under a local banner which is so you will have local congregations local and that's what a church is and what a church does is as we congregate together we worship the lord primarily we worship the lord in a in every form so we go back to romans 12 we present our bodies as living sacrifices which is our spiritual act of worship everything about our lives so we disciple one another pray with one another love one another care for one another and as a community we worship god in our lives mm-hmm. sunday mornings okay sunday mornings are a reserved time for corporate worship that doesn't define that gathering by its church and mm. then nothing else is church mm-hmm. right it is this community that this gathering that is established this covenant community that becomes a church and sunday morning is a pivotal it's a very important event in the life of the church yeah. 
because the church is congregating to worship the lord and hear his word where the word is going to be preached to the people and they're going to be washed with the word of god and it, it is such a precious thing it, it is a you know a pivotal thing in the life of the church and so that's how i see it what's happened to us now is gathering together physically has been completely um, obstructed yeah. we are unable to gather that's what's happening right now so the question is what do we do well we go back and we look at all that the church is and start taking account of what can be done and you begin to see there's much that actually can be done you can care for one another you can love one another you can pray with one another you can engage one another you cannot gather physically but you can make ways to gather online see each other's face talk to each other now that's not going to replace in any sense that very pivotal important sunday morning gatherings but there's much we can do in terms of engaging one another so i see it that way and the question is how much of that can we do and how much of that can we work on to do effectively and now clearly there are certain things we cannot do so one thing there i think i'm talking too much but the one thing there that uh, we 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 did not we do not do as a church is we don't we don't do online lord's table mhm okay we don't do online lord's table we don't do, polarizing topic um yeah we don't do online baptism uh, not, there are, it doesn't happen which is uh, that is that a thing and and the, and, the, and i don't know i'm just go go with the flow <laughs> so no unintended yeah so i what i'm saying is the reason we don't do that is because we recognize that these online gatherings are not a replacement of that yeah. pivotal sunday morning worship yeah. service correct right? we we don't we don't we don't consider this a replacement church can't just simply transform to online yeah. it has to be relational it has to be physical it has to be involved this is not how it goes you know it's i put it this way imagine you know a guy and a girl got married and they had to stay married online okay it would be the weirdest thing that's not what god made us for that's not how it happens it won't work and in the same way this won't work um so church can't just go online right so we are clearly at a position we cannot so we don't do that and there are other churches that stop calling these online meetings services they call it uh, online programs uh, you know sunday morning program they've actually changed the names and these are different things they do to kind of remind the people this is not a replacement don't get comfortable yeah don't get comfortable here strive to want to meet back yeah. and so that's what that's where we are where we are not taking the lord's table and we long to take the lord's table and what's cause what that that's causing is a desire for us to come back now i'll close with this are we feeling guilty about all of this uh yes we are feeling guilty about all of this uh but not guilty because because we are not doing it guilty in the sense that ultimately we recognize that the corona virus is god's judgment on the world this is not god's gift to the world this is god's judgment on the world read uh john piper's coronavirus and christ it's an excellent book on the subject which covers the aspect of how god carries this is god's judgment god's providential judgment has hindered his church from being able to physically meet mm-hmm. so we 
are putting on sackcloth and ashes by not taking the lord's table we are receiving that judgment by saying we recognize god as providentially hindered there is a cost here we don't have to bypass the cost we recognize the cost and what it's costing us is we can't partake of something so precious and that causes us to fast that causes us to pray that causes us to wait for god to come and restore and uh, that is that is the position we've taken that is where we are so we feel guilty not because we're not doing it and when we could rather we feel guilty because we understand that this is god's judgment and we want to have that kind of a we may not personally be guilty about something that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying there is this is happening to our land this is happening to our people and the church yeah. is not disconnected from the land or its people in that sense so we take mm-hmm. that sorrow and we pray yeah 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 lots to think about there <laughs> so cool yeah. so uh, thanks guys thanks for joining me um thanks for your valuable inputs on these topics i'm sure are a um, handful of listeners will find it very edifying um so till next time guys uh, one of you can close us in a word of prayer ashok yeah, let me do that okay mike i want to pray <laughs> right <clears throat> heavenly gracious father we come before you in jesus name we thank you so much for all the blessings that you have given us oh lord even in this pandemic crisis oh lord we remember we remember that you are our god you are sovereign you rule over all things and that we can trust in you as churches as your people as we gather give us wisdom to know what we must do how we must do things give us wisdom in all the decisions that we must make but above all oh lord we pray we pray for our city we pray for our state we pray for our nation oh lord we pray that you will you will heal our land that you will heal our land that this pandemic will pass over lord that you will give wisdom to our government to know what they must do and how they must handle these scenarios we pray for them you would give them the wisdom help us oh lord in this time help us shine your light and help us be the people oh lord that the world will see the hope of the gospel and and to that end equip us we thank you oh lord for this time for the brothers to share and we pray oh lord for those who listen in that you would bless them and encourage them through this podcast in jesus name we pray amen, amen.